0: Welcome back to the Allianz Global Corporate and Specialty Podcast. I'm Ken Reichman, Media Relations Coordinator in North America. In January, Allianz released its sixth annual risk barometer, identifying the top corporate risks and potential solutions for 2017 based on responses from over 1,200 risk experts in more than 50 countries. This podcast provides more detail about the number one identified risk, business interruption we are joined by volker mensch global practice leader for property insurance and thomas varney america's regional manager in alliance risk consulting to help us understand the many types of bi first we'll hear from volker mensch who joins us from munich
1: all right so we're here with volker mensch the global practice leader for utilities and services it communication volker thanks so much for joining us
2: thank you very much for giving us the opportunity
1: After the release of the 2017 risk barometer, the top risk noted by Allianz is business interruption. So, Volker, tell me, what is business interruption insurance, and what are the different types?
2: So if I were to to outline what business interruption is, I mean, if you come from an an insured point of view, they provide uh, products, they provide services, and with such services they get income, from which they derive net profit and they basically fund their ongoing costs like salaries and so on and so forth. Now if something happens that would stop them producing or providing the services, that's what's called a business interruption. And the business interruption insurance actually provides financial support which said they would pick up the lost profit and the ongoing expenses until the company is ready to produce again. So that's a general business interruption, and there are some, let's say, um, subtypes. Um, You could say there is what we call the traditional direct business interruption. That is a situation where you have um, a, let's say, location, manufacturing of a car uh, facility, and that one is damaged, and as of such, they can't produce at that facility. And of course, not producing means no selling, means net profit loss. The second one is called um, interdependency. That's a situation where one location of our insured is unable to produce and certain parts are not delivered to another location where then they have to stop producing there. Third component is what we call contention time element, contention business interruption, and that's a situation where one of the suppliers or customers is unable to produce or take um, um, the product from a client. And as of such, our client would have to stop producing, meaning, again, no, lost, uh, no income and ongoing costs.
1: Cut me off if, I'm, if I
2: sound silly,
1: but every risk could be an example of business interruption, correct?
2: And that's exactly the point. Um, and if I uh, look at our uh, current risk barometer and uh, take a look at uh, what the insurance industry and what we are providing, I think there's, a, there's an opportunity um, to further develop our products. Because what we currently provide, um, and that's um, also what you saw in the um, last business, uh, the, the risk barometers. Where there was a risk of natural catastrophe there was a risk of fire there was a risk of explosion where clearly um in the current risk parameter that's moving away where um such things like um, cyber incidents or import/export restriction or change of markets are coming up and currently we provide in um in, in, in property and other lines do the same uh, there must be a physical loss or damage to the insured property which then would trigger a business interruption. And those no risks that we are now showing on the risk barometer, they're actually moving away from a physical loss perspective.
1: And you kind of touched on it there, Volker, but take me through step-by-step step how business interruption insurance works, and, and particularly, uh, as you just mentioned, the non-damage business interruption. Mm.
2: I think in order to, to take you through that, I would start with a traditional one. Um, so imagine um, you have a production facility. And that facility is destroyed by a fire. And after that, you don't produce. And as of such, you have a business interruption. So the trigger is actually the fire. And now it's important that your insurance policy does cover fire as a trigger. If then the business is interrupted, um, we would jump in and uh, take a look at how long uh, is the company unable to produce, what are the costs they still have to bear, And what extra expenses would they have to get back into business? And that's basically the insurance uh, solution and the indemnity that we would provide. Now, if you were to jump into non-damage, it follows exactly the same pattern, except there is no physical destruction of the good. So my example, non-damage covering strike events. Um, Let's assume you are uh, depending on a harbor, and the harbor uh, harbor workers would go and strike your goods would sit at the harbor, will not be further um, shipped, and you would have stopped, uh, stopped production. So the non-damage actually really follows the same pattern, except there's no physical loss or damage to the property.
1: You know, you gave the example of damage interruption with the fire and non-damage with cyber attacks. But what are some other new causes of business interruption, whether they be damage or non-damage?
2: What well, we see as yes, new causes and uh, that's also outlined in the risk parameter um, are issues with unavailability of um, services like power, um, closure by authorities, import-export restrictions um, that would uh, lead to the situation I produce, but for whom do I produce because I can't ship it uh, to my customers. Other risks that are outlined are macroeconomic developments. I mean, if you're producing for a certain market. And your market is no longer willing to accept those products because technology changed. I mean a beautiful example we had after um, in, in Germany after the break, breaking of the wall breakdown of the wall, where we had a, situ- a situation that the Eastern German companies they produced towards an Eastern European market. Those products were not fit for Western European markets, and as of such, they produced goods no one wanted to buy. And those are risks uh, that are basically upcoming, and you see more and more of those, or you produce a good um, that is basically um, based on a certain technology, and there's someone else bringing up new technology, and no one buys that anymore. So now you're wandering off into what currently is insurable and what's not insurable. And I think at that point in time, there are two topics to mention. A, I, I would see it as an opportunity for us as insurance company um, to come up with solutions, But still, some of the risks won't be insurable. And that comes back to the insured. What do they do with that? Do they basically notice risks occurring? Um, Can we help them to detect certain upcoming risks that would impact their business?
1: That's awesome stuff. All right, Volker, thank you so much for joining us uh, on this podcast. We really appreciate it.
2: Thank you very much.
0: Now that Volcker has given us some examples of non-damaged BI and shown some light on the process of BI insurance, our next guest, Thomas Varney, takes us on a journey of what businesses can do to keep themselves protected in a world where the risk of BI looms at all points of the production process.
1: All right, so back with Thomas Varney, the regional manager for the Americas in Allianz Risk Consulting. Tom, how are you?
3: Very good. Very good, Ken. Thank you.
1: Well, thanks for coming on. We're talking business interruption today, ranked the number one risk in the 2017 Allianz Risk Barometer. And, Tom, could you, could you talk a little bit about digitalization and how the rapid interconnectedness of business is growing the threats of non-damage business interruption?
3: Well, Ken, one of the drivers behind non-business interruption is the reliance of businesses on digitization as companies continue to upgrade technologically to be competitive in the marketplace. Many factors can trigger business interruption, including system interconnectedness and outsourced suppliers. Businesses need to think about data as an asset, the same as physical property or raw products. As data-driven incidents through hacking, human error, or technical failure continue to happen, businesses need to understand what may prevent this data from being used and what the real impact it may create. Tom, you were quoted in the risk barometer as
1: saying, there is a need among risk managers for understanding overall risks in a global economy. External critical suppliers continue to be an avenue for manufacturers to rely on for data. What do you mean by understanding overall risks? How do businesses do that?
3: Well, really, it, it, there's a lot of different levels of that. Now, there's, there's the understanding of the geographical situation. So really, what's the, um, you know, around the supplier you know specifically is what are the what are the aspects of that where that region is is it um, a political risk are there aspects of it that um, could be economic sanctions are there other areas where it possibly there could be political unrest so understanding the geographical aspects of it also understanding the specialization of 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 a supplier or or an area like that is really um, how does the part that is being made, or the piece that's being made from a supplier, uh, how critical is that to your to your operation, and can that be done elsewhere? And that goes, you know, again with the with the geographic location. If if your supplier is is impacted by something that happens, do you need to have an alternate supplier? So really understanding those different aspects that you have. Um, in different areas. What's the the climate that's happening? What are the situations that are going on? And really, are there things that could impact your business? Um, There could be things that uh, impact uh, um, parts of your supplier that really don't impact your supplier, but you could have the fact that authorities come in and possibly um, cordon off uh, availabilities for certain things to to an area that possibly isn't involved in that. So it's, uh, it's how, you, how you deal with that. So really looking at what's the landscape of your, of your suppliers, and then how do you deal with that globally, understanding what are the different types of things that potentially could happen to that, and then what is if something was to happen, what's your, what is your backup plan or what is your, you know, your business continuity plan around that to keep your business operating? What are your
1: top three risk tips to avoid the non-damage business interruption exposure?
3: Well, new triggers for non-business, non-damaged business interruption are emerging constantly. So, so it's an ever-changing landscape of that. Uh, so it's important that a business, and we talk about understanding, but understand that this is evolving. So the threats of today might, you may have a good picture of, but what about tomorrow or what about the next day? So really it's an ongoing uh, diligence to really make sure that uh you're keeping abreast of, of of the impacts and that's understanding if you you know new new facilities that you may have, um, you know, mergers and acquisitions that may happen, uh different um you know suppliers that you may be using and different things like that. All these different aspects are going to continually change as, as a business evolves and you know and, and gets into different products or, or different areas. So it's really understanding that this is this is an evolving thing. So understanding today, but continue to understand as you go forward. Um, Another one would be, we talked about a little bit about supplier you know, failure, and that's a leading concern because of the global economy and really you know, where supply is at and what are the impacts that can happen really far away from where the actual product is produced. Um, so really to ensure that there's business resiliency and continuity and there's proper supplier diversification. So really around um, understanding you know, geographic locations, understanding what's being made and how it's being processed, um, are, there, are there alternatives? If there's no alternative, then do we need to stockpile for you know, a month or two or certain aspects, again, based on your business needs and what your situation is. And then the, the non-damage business interruption risk may be created by terrorism or political violence. Um, you know, it, that's always been there, but it's something that, that uh, we continue to see on the news and, and, and different things. So while there's little that a business can do to really stop you know something like that or an event like the terrorism or, or political activism, but really it's understanding the political landscape of locations or, or um, um, facilities that are doing work for you or maybe supplying you in there, and then the ongoing monitoring of that, and then keeping um, seeking help from professional crisis management experts to help with threat analysis and try to minimize that. So understanding what the potential threat is and how can I minimize that exposure? And again, is there an alternate? Is there different things I need to do? Do I need to, um, you know, is the, is the situation that volatile that possibly, you know, maybe need to look at in, in a different area of the globe? So those are all, those are the three aspects that I think that, um, you know, need to be looked at ongoing.
1: And in your estimation, are businesses realizing that as they move forward or are they still in the Stone Age?
3: no i i mean i think there is very much uh a a a realization uh that you know these are, are real aspects um uh different you know, you know it is it is something that that you can see movement towards this you know there's there's different types of industries that may be more more in tune with this you know the semiconductor or pharmaceuticals or things like that but many many companies are are moving in this direction you see a lot more emphasis on business continuity planning um, really understanding diversification of suppliers um, different aspects like that so it is there is movement forward towards that you know to a different degree uh, different industries and and where their you know exposures are so not every industry possibly has every exposure, so they they may or may not be as impacted from something like this so their their approach may be a little bit different so I do see movement in this in the in the industry and and, and clients that we talk to but um obviously there's more that needs to happen because there's, you know, there's, there's many aspects. And as we talked about, it's, uh, you know, uh, you know, it's emerging constantly. So there's things happening all the time. So it, it requires a real diligence.
1: Thomas Varney, regional manager of the Americas for Alliance Risk Consulting. Thanks again so much for joining us.
3: Thank you, Ken.
0: I want to thank both Volker mentioned and Thomas Varney for joining us on this podcast and for helping us understand more about BI, the number one risk identified in the 2017 Alliance Risk Barometer. To find out more about business interruption and the other top risks, you can download the full 2017 Alliance Risk Barometer by clicking the link in the description of this podcast or by visiting the AGCS website at www.agcs.alliance.com. If you have feedback, questions, or suggestions for future podcasts, email us at agcs.communication at on behalf of Volker, Thomas, and the entire AGCS team, this is Ken Reichman. We'll see you next time.